You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And I am pumped to be here on the 1st of February. It is a brand new month. We have one month underneath of our belt already in 2022. And, you know, whether it has gone well or it hasn't gone well in the month of January, it's okay. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. And today we're going to talk about number one, I've had some serious roadblocks already in the month of January. So I'm going to talk to you uh, candidly about how I handle adversity. And I'm also going to give you some strategies for taking some action towards your goals and how to not get defeated and how to really, now that you've got 30 days and it's kind of fresh, right? I feel like we're still really fresh in terms of the goals we set in January, our vision board, you know, and we're not too far away. I don't feel like we've actually tucked it in the desk drawer or the back of the closet or actually thrown our vision board in the garbage yet, right? Although some of you might be close with your frustration level, but I'm going to save you, right? Right now, I'm going to save you. I'm going to give you some great practical strategies. But before we dive in, I just, I need to tell you two quick announcements because I've got some exciting things happening in the Melanie Mitro world and in the Chic Influencer world. And, and if you listen to this podcast, right, I want you to know that I offer mentorship and coaching and support to business owners outside of direct sales, outside of the Beachbody business that I've built over the past 10 years, I run a company called Chic Influencer, where we do private coaching and consulting, where we offer social media services, where we have courses and small group masterminds and mentorship opportunities for you to be a part of. And next week, which is February 7th through the 11th, we're kicking off a a free group. And during this five-day free group, we're going to be talking about one of the features of Instagram that really as a marketer, as an online marketer, whether you're in real estate or the travel industry, direct sales, you own a brick and mortar. If you're leveraging social platforms like Facebook and Instagram to build your business and really specifically Instagram, you want to pay attention to reels. Instagram reels are a great way for you to get out in front of the right audience, to connect with them in a different format, to share your thoughts and feelings, to build trust and credibility, and ultimately to pitch your product services that you have to offer. And we want to make that very effortless and very seamless. So next week, the 7th through the 11th, we're going to be walking you through the basics of Instagram Reels and how to actually use them for business. What's the strategy behind it? So you can actually come and join us next week for free. You can share the link. I'll drop it right in the show notes. So come join our Instagram Reels free challenge. We're going to be giving you some great advice. Katie and I are going to be in there live every day of the week 
So it'll be a great way for you to just get some focused, you know, education on Instagram reels and, and how to use it for business. So come join us there. The second thing is, is I had an honor of being a part of a, a podcast that is called Iconic Insights. And that podcast is actually going to air on Wednesday, February the 2nd, which will be tomorrow if you're listening to this on the 1st of February. And it's, it was a podcast that was, is hosted sponsored by direct selling news. So all of our direct sales in the field, all the corporate indirect sales, whether it's your VPs, your CEOs, your field staff development, I had an opportunity to be a part of this podcast where they're interviewing authors. And John Maxwell was the author they interviewed on my specific episode. And then I came in as the direct selling leader and talked about how I'd apply what John Maxwell taught about during the podcast episode to the field, to my team, to my downline, to my organization. And so you can check out that podcast episode. I'll link that in the show notes as well. It goes live on February 2nd. So you're going to want to listen to it, hear from John Maxwell, hear from myself and the great conversation that I had with the podcast host, Heather Chastain. So those are my two big announcements this week. Pumped about that. Now let's dive in. Let's get started with today's episode. So I had this, I always, as I'm going through business today, I think about sort of two different areas and categories of of people. I think about the person who is in the trenches building their business and what they're going through at the end of February as they're wrapping up a month. And I think about the second part is I think about the leader. What are, what are the leaders thinking? What are the leaders? How are they looking at their own team goals, right? They're kind of measuring themselves based on what they said they were going to accomplish in January, what actually happened, and then how do you mobilize your downline for the next month? And so there's kind of two sides to your business. It's always personal sales. What am I doing as the business owner to make sure that I'm hitting my personal sales goals, right? What are, what are my marketing efforts? Are they, my marketing efforts actually getting me to the goal that I want to accomplish? And then I also look at, and I look at my personal marketing plan and I look at the month of February, what do I want to do? But then I also look at my organization and I say, okay, did my organization reach their goals? How am I going to show up differently in February because of their efforts and outputs of January? What am I going to direct my team? How am I going to show up for team mentorship and calls and one-on-ones and coaching sessions, all of that stuff, incentives for the downline. So I'm thinking through all of these things as I sort of close out the month of January and go into the month of February. And one thing that I find that most people do, both leaders and people that are newer in the trenches building the businesses, they like to just say, oh, January's over. I'm going to wash my hands of it. And then I'm going to just move into February. And what happens a lot of times is when we don't pay attention to data, right? When we don't pay attention to data, because data is black and white. I don't necessarily, I don't care how you felt about January, right? First off, number one, but I care more about the data. Let's look at black and white. You said you were going to enroll 10 new clients in January, how many did you actually enroll? So the first thing we do at the end of a month is we look at our 
what were was our goal and what was our actual number accomplished. If you said you were going to bring on new team members, right? And you said your goal was to bring on four, what was your actual for the month? Then we look at income earned. What was the projected income I wanted to earn? What was the goal? What was my actual? Then if you have an organization, you have a second set of goals that you're really looking at. You're looking at metrics that help you get to recognition or ranks within the company. So maybe you're looking at, okay, in my downline, how many people hit the benchmark I set for the team? You look at what your goal was, you look at your actual. And so then from there, now that you have data, black and white, non-emotional, where you can just see it on a piece of paper, you want to make sure you take the time to look at data because data gives you feedback. It says your marketing efforts or the actions that you allocated time to within a calendar month either produced results or didn't. Then what you can do is you can say, okay, so what didn't produce results. And then you can take a step back and you can say, instead of automatically going to a space where you're like, see, this doesn't work. See, this business isn't successful. See, I told you I wasn't. Instead of going to like the past, like this is just how I am. I always set big goals and I don't take action. That's very past thinking. That's very looking backwards at what's happened. You're you're already categorizing yourself as a failure based on your past experiences. But now what I want you to do is I want you to say to yourself, okay, what do I want for my business? I want you to start saying to yourself, if I want to recruit more working members to my team, What are the actions that I did or did not do in the month of January? Now you can black and white say, well, if I wanted to bring in four new team members, I didn't. Maybe you can black you black and white that I did not. Right. I did not run my sneak peek. I said I was going to do. I did not invite 40 people to join my team. If I know my success rate is one out of 10, well, I can black and white say, based off of my invite list, I didn't invite 40 people. I did not put the link sticker into my Instagram stories when I was talking about the business opportunity consistently enough to make an impact. I did not follow up with people. I did not position myself as an expert during the marketing period that I allocated for my business in January. So now you have a list of actions you didn't take right? And so now you can say, all right, well, do I still want that goal to happen? Do I still want to bring in four members of my team? So now you have that data, you can say, all right, in the month of February, as I sit down with my make she cap and planner, and I'm looking at the monthly calendar layout, now I can say to myself, okay, I need to make sure I have a clear marketing period where I'm talking about the opportunity so that I can get people to join my team. And I'm going to be a little more focused on these actions that I just listed that I didn't do so that my efforts are going to produce the results that I want. Maybe you also look at your actions in January and you say, wow, I just barely eked by in January with getting my own personal customer sales. So I didn't leave myself enough time to even talk about the opportunity to get people to join my team because I was just working to get my minimum benchmark for sales for the month. And so if that's the case, I want to challenge you to say, well, can we look at it differently? Could you structure things different? 
are you perhaps waiting until the last 10 days of the month to say, oh my gosh, you know, I need to get my business in order. I need to get my customers enrolled. And so you spent the first, you know, 20 days of the month, maybe getting your goals situated and getting your office organized and getting your to-do list, you know, like getting yourself all organized. And it left you 10 days of just pure work time in the month to actually make your goals happen. And that wasn't enough time. It put the pressure on, it made you not like the way that it felt. So can you actually start in February today? Could you today say, all right, for the first 10 days of the month, I'm going to get my personal benchmarks out of the way. I'm going to get my customer sales out of the way. I'm going to check off that box. I'm going to really create with my monthly calendar view, a marketing layout that says I'm heavily focusing on bringing in new clients and new customers at the beginning of the month. I can then confidently check that box off that I've reached my customer goal so that the second half of the month, I can focus on recruitment. And so now I'm taking the data that I've been able to input, right, that I've been gathering from January, and I'm able to create a refined strategy in the month of February. It's not like, hmm, just going to throw this spaghetti on the wall, see what pieces of the spaghetti stick, and that's going to be the plan. You actually are calculating your actions based off of one month of data. That's really important. I can't stress enough just how important it is as business owners, whether you're brand new, whether you've been in it for a while, whether you lead a massive team, you always have to be saying is the things that I'm investing time and energy in and resources in, are they actually giving me an outcome? Likewise, if you lead a team and you look at your numbers from January, what I want you to ask yourself is, okay, did the trainings I ran, did the one-on-one mentorship calls that I hosted, did those things produce results? And then again, not here's how I feel, but data. How many of the one-on-one calls that you completed, how many of those people reached their goals? You know, you can say one out of five did, right? And then you can say to yourself, was that worth my time? What will I do differently in February? Maybe if the person that you had the one-on-one call with didn't take action towards their goals and they made excuses all month, what we learned from that situation is I will not be scheduling a call with that person in February. They didn't earn my time. They didn't do the actions. I can serve them in a group, but I'm not going to serve them on a one-on-one basis, right? Maybe you ran a promotion for the month and your goal was to get 10 people into a certain rewards program, but maybe Maybe you didn't get anyone into the rewards program. So now you can reflect on that and say, well, was was my reward too advanced for my team? Did I not recognize for like each week? Did I not recognize people for the efforts that they had taken for the work that they had done? Right. What did I not do on my end to make sure that that was recognized and was highlighted? What would I do differently? Will you change the rewards? Will you make it a smaller benchmark so it's simpler for people to accomplish? Right. So now you can be thinking about what I'm going to change and do differently. So now, right, you're looking at two ends of the spectrum. You're looking at your personal business, but you're also looking at your team as well. You're getting very, very reflective of this whole process. Now, here's a big part of what I want to ask you right now. As a mentor and a business coach, 
I'm not a therapist, which means when I'm coaching somebody and they are talking a lot about how they can't recruit because they keep going back to this time when their downline quit or when somebody in their organization, you know, went and moved to another company and then tried to poach their downline where they talk about that time where they mentored that one person for six months and they quit if they just keep going back to that story. And if I say to them, like, is that past experience, that traumatic experience, whether it's big or whether it's small, is that actually limiting you from achieving your goals now? Like, is that standing in your way? I'm going to say, number one, I think we need to do some outside therapy because I'm not somebody that can coach you based on past trauma. It might even be some a relationship an unhealthy relationship that you're in right now. And so as a mentor, I can help you with processes and systems and guiding you, right, to think differently and to share some of the best practices that have worked for me. But if standing in between you and I is this thought process of like, I will never be successful because I'm not worthy of success, or I can't be successful because of the conversations I'm having with my spouse or because of that situation, then we need to go down the rabbit hole of healing that. And so therapy is something I highly recommend and something that I feel has been a has been something in my corner. It is not, I don't want to say a secret sauce, but it's been a superpower that I've never been afraid to say, I I think I need to get some therapy because this situation is causing a, a chasm between where I am and where I want to go. And if I don't learn how to navigate these feelings that I have, right. And get some strategies for in my toolbox, I'm not going to be able to move past that. So That is really important that you recognize, like, is your own past experiences and traumas actually keeping you from your success? Okay. So that's might be, maybe you pick up the phone and you go work with a therapist. That might be something you do on a weekly basis until you feel like, okay, when you talk about maybe that time, right? And here's how you know when you're kind of past the situation. I can now talk about that time that my downline, one of my leaders recruited started to like pick off some of my leaders, right. And started to take them to another network marketing company. And there was sort of this like really ugly part. And when I first used to talk about it, I would cry. I'd get upset. I would, I was just, I was distraught. It was very much like an open wound. I hadn't healed from that yet, but the more I worked on that, the more I did therapy to get through that. Now I can talk to you about that time in my business and I'm unaffected. I don't tear up. I don't get emotional. I can really speak to it from a place of like, I know why it happened to me. I know I've learned from that situation and here's how I I run my business differently because of it. That's how you know you've moved past it. But when you're defensive, when you get emotional, when you feel those physiological responses start to happen, that's when you know you haven't healed and you really need to do that inside work, okay? Okay, so now let's talk about action, conversation. So now I, I did a post on my Facebook page actually talking about goals. 
And I, there was a conversation between somebody, two things. One person said, I'm not where I want to be. I get home at the end of the day and I'm so exhausted that I can't even start working on my goals. And I know that's a lot of you listening right now. I know a lot of you are like, I work another job. I have a full-time career and I'm building up this side hustle in hopes that it will surpass my income. I can leave that job and make this side hustle my only hustle, right? And so, but I understand where you're at. You're in this challenging time where you don't just come home from work. You don't just come home from the day, plop yourself on the couch and and watch TV and numb out. You actually do have to allocate time in your day to show up and build the side hustle. It's not gonna, because we built, because we launched a business in direct sales or we opened a travel business or we opened a real estate business doesn't mean that, hey, I'm open for business, list your house with me, that people are just going to flock to you. You're going to have to build that. But what we a lot of times do is we focus on the amount of money we need to make to leave our full-time job. And we focus on how big that number is. And we focus on the, all of the steps we know we need to get to, to get there. Like I have to have a hundred clients and I have to list this many houses and I have to have this many conversations. And so as we start to like think through all the things that we need to do to get there, we start to, our heart rate goes up. We start to sweat a little bit and maybe we begin to shut down. And one of my gifts and talents is to be able to take that goal of leaving the full-time job and then simply say like, okay, we, we can't accomplish it all in one fell swoop, but what can we do? Okay, let's acknowledge the fact that you are tired, you are fatigued at the end of a workday. So what can we do differently so that we can still take action towards our big vision? Now, it's it's much easier for you to say, I can do one action versus maybe in your mind as you're driving home from your full-time job, you're thinking that you need to get home, hurry up, cook dinner, and then sit down and work for three to four hours. Maybe that thought is already fatiguing you even more because you're going, oh my God, that's so much time and I'm never going to get to rest and I can't do that. And I'm already exhausted. And so your drive home, you're already thinking of all the reasons why it can't happen. But what if we flip that around on its head and what do we just say, okay, what is, what is something I can do tonight? That's actually going to help me take action towards building this side hustle to where it becomes my full-time income. Maybe it's you sitting down and say, well, I'm going to make a social media post. I'm going to upload some stories that talk about my business venture. And I'm going to reach out to three or five new people today, right? And then I'm going to spend 10 minutes just connecting on social media and I'm going to call it a day. Maybe on your drive home, you are listening to, to a podcast that inspires you and gets you thinking about, oh, the person that you know, built their side hustle while working full time. Maybe you listen to a podcast like Ed Milet, where he is always interviewing people that have overcome obstacles. You find a, a, a title that speaks to you and you listen to it. It builds your excitement. Maybe you, you know, when you get home, you make yourself a cup of, you know, green tea or you have, you know, a pre-workout and you go do a quick workout session and that boosts your energy level. And then after that, you sit down and you say, okay, for the, the next hour, hour, and a half, I'm going to, I'm going to build my business and then I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to relax for a little bit. And so we start to instead say, I need to do everything and I need to be spending hours upon hours working this side hustle every night. Can we just focus on one? 
one, maybe it's just, I'm going to post on social media, right? About my business today. And then what we do is once we do that thing, we celebrate it. And we start to think differently. How can I, on my drive home, be thinking about ways that I'm going to get energized about what I want to do? What are the ways on your drive home you can begin to think about the future that you want? You actually are anticipating the fact that one day you're not even going to have this drive to the office. You're going to be able to wake up in the morning and you're going to be able to take your cup of coffee or green tea and sit down at the table or the office and you're going to be able to work your business and it's going to be the only thing you do. And think about how differently your life will be when you don't have to have other obligations and responsibilities. And so when we start small, when we really start looking at what is it that I can just do now? And I can begin to say, okay, can I do that every day? Can I just every day start to change the way I think about it? I'm not going to drive home and say how tired I am, but I'm going to drive home and I'm going to listen to a podcast that gets me energized. I'm going to come home and I'm going to do a quick minute, quick 10 minute workout or 15 minute workout. I'm going to get my blood going, right? I'm going to get myself energized. I'm going to listen to some great music. And then I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do this one task or these three tasks. And then I'm going to reward myself and celebrate the fact that I took action and I'm getting one step closer to my goal. Okay. So I want you to just say, what is, what is one thing I can do differently? I had another person that said, I don't even set goals because I don't want to be disappointed. Well, listen, let me ask you a question. How is not setting goals serving you right now? Do you wake up every day feeling fulfilled? If the answer is yes, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you wake up every day or you start to question, there's got to be more to life or I would be, it would be nice if I could accomplish, you know, I could get that bonus at work. It would be great if I could earn that, you know, quarterly bonus for selling the most homes. It would be great if I could earn that rewards trip. Well, then let's set a goal. Let's set the goal. Listen, they're always going to be disappointments, but we don't have to let ourselves be, be driven by disappointments, right? What we want to do is say, I am going to, I'm going to set the goal and then I'm going to make the list of tasks like I did at the beginning that I need to take and I'm going to just choose one. And I'm not going to say I'm going to accomplish this goal in one day, but maybe one year. And if I can show up and do one action, it's going to build my confidence. And eventually you're going to say one action becomes two, two actions become three. And so it's all about saying, I am excited about the process of accomplishing the goal just as much as I am in the dream. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of a challenge. I'm not afraid of the roadblock. I'm not afraid of the obstacles because I know, right? I know that the obstacles are actually, they are, they're preparing me. They're helping me to learn. And someday I'm going to be able to mentor people that I work with in the future based off of my current challenges. I know for me, I love figuring it out. I love solving the problem. Actually, just yesterday in a staff meeting, we launched a marketing campaign and it didn't get the, the outcome I wanted it to get. And I was like, hmm, I didn't have an answer right away. We, we talked about it. We had a discussion about things we could do differently. And I said, you know what, guys, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to circle back around. I'm going to think about this. And then I'm going to, I'm going to decide, right. What, what, what new approach that we're going to take. And so I was able to table that and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out how to sell that specific product 
through a different marketing avenue, but I'm excited about it. I'm not defeated. I wasn't beating myself up over it. I just know that I need to fix that problem and I'm going to try something different. So I want you, as you're going into February, get excited, get excited about the work that's to be done. Get excited about figuring out how to, you know, recruit the right people to your team. Get excited about figuring out what motivates your team to show up. Get excited about your brand and the posts that you're making and how you're going to resonate with your ideal target audience. Like get excited about solving the problem because that will help you love the process of achieving the goal. But if it's like, uh, every day I got to build this side hustle. Listen, when you achieve the goal of leaving your full-time job, if you aren't loving the process of what you're building, you're just going to be smack dab in another business that sucks your soul and that you don't love. So you got to love it when you're in the grit of actually doing it. All right. So we've got to be excited about it. And if you're not excited about the journey, we know it's not the right goals. It's not the right vision. And we have to go out there. We've got to find a way that works. All right. The last thing, the last thing that I want you to do as you're moving into the month of February, all right, is I don't want you to sit here right now because I know some of you are guilty of this. You're sitting here right now and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get more followers on my social media. I don't know how to get people to engage with me. I don't know how to recruit. And you're just sitting there, right? You're waiting for somebody to tell you what to do. I'm going to be honest with you. That's an employee mindset. You have an employee mindset. You are not a CEO. If you want to have a CEO mindset, this is what you do. You say to yourself, I don't know how to get more followers on Instagram, or I don't know how to get my followers to convert to paying customers on Instagram and Facebook. And then you say to yourself, okay, where can I go to get help on that? That means you sign up for the five-day reels challenge that I talked about at the beginning of this episode. It might mean that you join our Shake Influencer community because you know that's what we talk about. It's social media, right? You might enroll in our course, which is Social Media 101. You go and you find, a lot of times I Google, I YouTube, and I find resources. In 2011, when I launched my coaching business, I did not have a lot of followers. I didn't have any sort of trust or credibility that was built. But what I did do was I went to Google and I was like, how to get more engagement on my, at that time, Facebook posts. And then I read what they told me and I implemented one thing. And then I was like, did that work? Kind of. Let me do it again. Let me keep trying. Let me, until I found things that worked. Then as my business began to grow, I had another challenge. Wow, there's no training for new people that join my team. The company doesn't really have a solid system. So I said, well, I'm not going to wait for them to create one. I'm going to make up my own. So I made up my own system and then I taught it. And then I presented it to the, the network and it became part of pieces of that helped to form the way we train people today. But CEO mindset says you have a problem. You actually go find a solution and you try things until you figure out what works. An employee mindset is somebody that sits there and says, I have a problem. Can somebody solve it for me? I'll just sit here and wait until somebody tells me what to do. Better yet, a lot of people are like, I'll just sit here and keep doing what I'm doing, even though it doesn't work. I don't know what else to do. And I'm just waiting for somebody else to tell me what to do. Again, you are not an entrepreneur. You are not a CEO. You are an employee, right? You're waiting for somebody to tell you what to do. The most successful people in the network, they may have 
they had problems also. They didn't have a lot of followers or in people that were engaging when they started, but they took initiative. They went out there and found resources, found trainings, surrounded themselves with people who were figuring it out, and then they were able to achieve success. And I want that for you too. So let's not sit on the sidelines and wait. Let's get in the game. Let's do the research. Let's invest in a business mentor like myself. Let's sign up for a class or a course, right? Let's go out and make that investment or go to YouTube and Google it, right? And start implementing. So here's the thing, my friends, we are, we're just one little tick mark into the year. We're so early in the game. It's, you've got data. You have 31 days of data, black and white it. Take the emotion out of it. What did I do? What didn't I do? Did I hit my goals? Did I not? What did my actions tell me about the goals that I achieved? What will I do differently? What from this podcast episode really is speaking to you today? And how are you going to show up slightly different in the month of February so that you are making movement closer towards your goals? I hope this podcast episode gave you practical, tangible tips and advice to help you grow your business, to help strengthen your mindset, to help you see that anything is possible if you are willing to put your mind to it. And I am here as living proof, normal, average, everyday, mom of two, small town, you know, Western Pennsylvania, mom who turns CEO and top earner. If I can achieve greatness, You can too. I believe it, but you have to be willing to show up, to do the work, to stand back up when you get knocked down, to take in the data, to be really honest about your efforts and to get back in there and do the work again until you figure out what works for your business. I just get to be the guide to show you the path along the way. All right, you guys, if you loved today's podcast episode, make sure you take a screenshot and tag me over on uh, Melanie Mitro at Instagram. I love to all, I love to hear what you have to say about the podcast, your top takeaways. Go over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review. It helps this podcast get found by more people just like yourself. As always, I appreciate you being a loyal listener and I hope that you have an amazing February. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you back here for our next episode.